0: Hello, hello everyone. Hope you all are enjoying your uh, day on this rainy Sunday. It's really raining outside, really bad here in Houston, Texas. Uh, not sure what part of the world you are listening to me um, from, but yes, uh, here in Houston, Texas. It is really pouring down today. And, um, yeah, I just definitely didn't want to drive today. So, I didn't want to drive because, you know, the rain is just too much. But, um, nevertheless, we are going to have church today. <laughs> Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, um,. I was reading yesterday uh, in 2 Kings 19, chapter 19, verse 6 through 7. All right. That's just the part where um, I like to emphasize on right there. And I want to maximize that part right there. But uh, overall, there's a lesson there in chapter 19 uh, definitely to be learned sure definitely all right and um, all right so chapter 19 I'm gonna start reading in uh, chapter 19 verse 6 okay and follow me to seven uh, and this right here is a, um, is, a is is just when uh, Hezekiah um, starts seeking the Lord, for help, okay, when King Hezekiah seeks the Lord for help, all right, and it goes on to say, this is what the Lord says, to not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian kings, messengers, listen, I myself will move against him, And the king will receive a message that he is needed at home, so he will return to his land where I will have him killed with a sword. All right, hallelujah! Praise be to God. I want to just say a quick prayer, so hopefully, anything that I say, um, when it comes, you know, to teaching or just to hoping. That someone can kind of understand how I understood it and how I took this reading for myself. Maybe it can help others. Um, So, I want to do that first real quick. Okay. So, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that as I begin to speak on this word that I've read, Lord Jesus, that I definitely say your words and not mine. Let it all come from you. And I pray that you give me the wisdom and understanding to be able to, like, say the words that will help others as well as it help me to understand what are you saying to your people, to us all, Lord. And I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for being an amazing Father. Thank you for life. Thank you for another day to just love you more, Lord, to engulf ourselves with more of you and less of us. And with that said, we thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for being an amazing father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Alright. So, as I mentioned to you guys, I was reading in that um, area there. And um, now this is a time where Hezekiah was in really um, desperate need of help, you know. He was really scared. He was really scared because uh, he didn't know how to approach this whole situation. But it definitely teaches us, uh, King Hezekiah definitely teaches us um, what to do in matters in times of distress, in times of turmoil, in times of uh, desperation because we've reached the end of our ropes as far as how to get or where to, you know, what do we do? what what do we do pretty much right uh what do we do to to get out of something out of something that that uh, is is potentially trying to hurt us or scare us or cause trouble for us and you know they have it or or it, it could be they persons or it could be it a thing you know um, something something or someone okay, so this uh the situation that I take in hand or I take into understanding is a situation or someone that is causing you grief, that's causing you um, sleepless nights, stressful days, um, it's got you tossing and turning, you know um, doesn't let you rest. Um, just got you in fear, maybe you're scared, okay, maybe it's the finances, maybe it's the um you know maybe it's it's just coworkers or you know uh maybe it's people at work or maybe it's just um anything that's potentially threatening you threatening your um your stability, your sanity, that's trying to make you lose your peace. That's how I look at it. Anything that's causing you to lose your peace, whether it's a person or a thing, okay? Anything that is, um, you know, I know a lot of people, they, they probably face things, you know, um, if you're in a domestic violence relationship, there you go. Your abuser, okay? Um someone that definitely threatens to to put fear in you, okay um maybe you know, like your job sometimes they threaten you, you know they do maybe not direct you know, but indirect type form formats um you feel your job is you know unbalanced, you know it's unbalanced you you don't know whether you're gonna see another check or not you know that that could be it too um. Maybe people, coworkers at work, you know, they make you feel like really low and, you know, it's, you show up daily with a goal of wanting to be cheerful or, you know, uh, at peace with yourself, within yourself. And then you meet these people and then you broke down and, you you know, broke and abused and you feel their resentment or, you know, animosity or negative energies and stuff like that. So, and it's okay because you're a child of God. So you're supposed to be able to feel these things. Because if you didn't feel these things, then something's really going wrong with your uh, discernment inside. You know, with your spirit, people call it with your gut intuition or your gut instinct. Yeah, so you definitely want to stay in the word of God so that you can always be aware to the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. That it gives you warnings, and we call that the spirit of discernment. And the spirit of discernment um, gives you warnings, you know, it gives you, it gives you like, it lets you feel things like, is this safe or is this not safe? Uh, You're uneasy or easy. You just got to pay attention. Don't ever ignore your Holy Spirit, don't ever ignore your discernment. Um, If you ignore your discernment and you try to, Um, sugar-coated or um, put cupcake icing you know like sprinkles don't do that you're gonna hurt yourself when I say that meaning like don't say oh this is just an example Um, let's say someone literally you know does something say you know does something really bad and then you're like well yes forgive Cause you know, oh, I want to forgive them, and yeah, they didn't mean it, and then you let them back in your life, and this time they do worse, right? That's what I'm saying. Don't do that. Just understand what's happening, be bold, be brave, be courageous. God will give you, you know, just give it to God, and He will He will lead you, He'll give you the courage, He'll give you if if we don't give it to God, then that's when we become vulnerable. All right. So here Hezekiah has a situation. Alright, so I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to start here um, in chapter 19. I'm going to start there so that way you guys kind of know more or less um, you know how it went about. So it says, When King Hezekiah heard the report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he said, Elad, King, the placed administrator Shebna, the court secretary and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah son of Amos. they told him this is what the King Hezekiah said today is a day of trouble So this is Hezekiah sending a message to the um, Isaiah the, the son of uh, Amos he was a prophet all right. And he says, today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. This is when the uh, king of Assyria had threatened Hezekiah, the king, uh, Hezekiah, and, uh, you know, he even went on to say, uh, you know, mocking the God that Hezekiah served and loved, okay? He went on to, uh say pretty much that not even your God can help you or save you, or went on to say things like that, and, and so Hezekiah became scared, and he sent message to, uh, the prophet Isaiah, all right? after, after, Verse 5 After King, that's where we're reading. After King Hezekiah officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, This is why Isaiah said, um, Say to your master, This is what the Lord says, do not be disturbed. Okay. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me, uh, against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Now, this is what the Lord says. This isn't what Isaiah is saying. This is what the Lord says. Assyrian king's messengers, listen. I myself will remove against him. Will remove. I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is need, that he is needed at home. So he will return to his land where I will have him killed with a sword. All right, that's what God said. Mind you, God never breaks his promises. God, if he says it, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. Meanwhile, the Syrian chief. This is verse eight. Meanwhile, the Syrian chief staff. Uh, left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterwards, King Sinasharib received word that King Terahaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. All right. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah, This verse 10. Don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the king of Assyria has done wherever you, they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Such nations as Gozan, Haran, Resef, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Lassar? My, prede- my pre- predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sephardim, Hannah, and Iva? <sighs> Mind you, all these names are so weird. I just, so weird. Anyways, hopefully you guys got better luck saying them because I just think they're so <sighs> horrible. It's like almost doing a you know just a little i don't know anyways but yeah so as you can see everybody's like no you know like they're all like in doubt of this god of hezekiah like you know because everybody's been seeing all these horrible things been going on and like you know everything everybody's been getting like defeated so they're actually like where's your god You know, remember this? Remember that? God didn't show up to save any of them, pretty much. Like, what do you think? You're so different. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're all just doubting. And they're all laughing and mocking. Okay. And after, okay, so this is in verse 14. I remember God's promises. He already told Hezekiah what he was going to do through the prophet Isaiah. Remember, we just read that. All right. So, when he receives this letter from the king of um, Ethiopia, Terahaka, okay, he's telling him this too, like, you know what I'm saying? He's telling him, like, man, what's going on? You know, like, everybody's doubting. Everybody's in doubt. Your, your gods can't change. Your God's not going to change anything. You're going to get defeated. Everybody's just laughing and trying to put more fear. So, Hezekiah is running around here, like, Fear and he's scared, you know what I'm saying? He's like petrified because, like, everybody's in doubt that he has any possibility of being saved or rescued or like anything, right? But even though he's in fear, he's still what going to the right resource, going to the right place, going to doing the because Hezekiah was, you know, a God fearing man, regardless of what the situations, outcomes, the past, or whatever. Or the present. God. Hezekiah was a God-fearing man. He loved Yahweh. And it says in the book, in the Bible, it says the Lord was, uh, the Lord uh, found, he was pleased in, in Hezekiah. Okay? That's what it says there. Okay, it says in, um, I don't make that up. That's Second Kings chapter 18, 6, uh, verse 6. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything and he carefully obeyed all the commands the Lord had given Moses. So the Lord was with him and Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. See, Hezekiah verse 5 Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. All right? There was no other there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah either before or after his time. All right, there you go. So there you can see, Hezekiah was a God-fearing man and he loved God, you know? He tried to do everything that 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 was supposed to be done, you know? So when this started happening and the kings all started rising up against him and they started threatening him and started putting fear, as like, again, so many things in our lives rise up against us, right? And put fear in our hearts and our minds you know, sometimes we face things like our bills. They put fear and thoughts in our minds. Sometimes there's people like, you know, it could be just, you know, it could be relatives. sometimes, you know, that they, they, you're hoping and you're dreaming and they shut you down. And, and or it could be like, you know, anything, anything that's negative, that's threatening to you for your for your future to rise, you know, to come up, to be successful. Anything that uh, ruins your peace. Your spirit of peace, you know, you have a person that's constantly disturbing your peace, you know, um, constantly disturbing your 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 thoughts of the future, of forwardness, of, of, uh, put, you know, anything, anything. Your, your you know, co workers, <sighs> co workers that um, disturb your peace, you know, just, you don't even, you don't even like, you don't even do anything. You feel that you're just being attacked just because. But it's okay. You're a child of God. You're not supposed to mingle with the swine. You know what I'm saying? And I, and you're not supposed to mingle with the, with the, with the, with the, you know, the lost like that. Like you're not supposed to be. I'm not saying not like talk to them. I'm saying you're not supposed to be like them. You're not supposed to have a spirit like them. They have a spirit like that because they're the ones. There's some wrong. That's a personal problem. That's not your problem. That's a personal problem. You see what I'm saying? Um, so don't ever take it out against yourself. Don't ever beat yourself up. You know, why do you feel that you're so different, that you're so, um, you know, receptive to receive all these energies, you know, good and bad? Why do you, you know, maybe you ask yourself, why am I so fragile? My feelings are so uh, sensitive. But that's good that's good for you to be that way because God has put a very strong spirit of discernment in you. Okay. It's a very strong spirit of discernment. The Holy spirit lives really like is really alive in you. And this is why you're able to pick up a lot, a lot. You're able to pick up when someone's in a bad mood before they get in a bad mood. When they're agitated, you're able to pick up when someone's genuine. You're able to pick up when someone's kind of faking, when somebody's lying to you. You're able to pick up things that normally other people would not be able to pick up. You're able to pick up an insult when they're talking and nobody else heard it. But you heard it the way they formatted the wording, the way they said it. You're able to pick up things in in. And oh my gosh, it's so unreal how, what you're able to pick up, but it's because the Holy spirit is so alive in you. The spirit of discernment is so alive. That's why you're so different. That's why you're so different because the Holy spirit is so alive in you. God is just really manifesting himself in you. God is, is, is is like showing himself to you. He's showing you what he sees in others. He's showing you. He's showing you. So don't never take it like, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing, nothing absolutely wrong with you. It is God's Holy Spirit that is teaching you, is showing you the things that the normal eyes don't see. You're looking at humans. You're looking at things in the spiritual eyes. That's good because not a lot of people have that. So many people can be in the midst of of like a group of people they call friends and never even see the enemy. Okay? They don't even see when someone's uh, making them feel bad. They don't; they either ignore it or they're numb or I don't know. For whatever reason. So it's harder for them to detach themselves from those people because they don't see a problem. Where you, it's so easy to detach from these type of people because you do see the problem immediately. As soon as it even starts manifesting or growing, you're like, mm-mm. Something's not right. See what I'm saying? So why would you want to be like the normal when the normal is like they they're unaware? They're unaware of what's going on. All right. So moving forward um, here, we go on to say that um, Hezekiah, he received the letter from the messenger and read it. He went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out. See? Where did Hezekiah go? To the Lord's temple. Where do we go to our problems with our problems? To the Lord's temple. Where is that? Prayer. All right. Let the word speak to you guys. This isn't just reading words. This is like words coming to life. All right. And he spread it out before the Lord. He spread it out, meaning he prayed about it. God, this is what's happening. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O oh Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God, all the all of the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O oh Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O oh Lord, and see. Listen to the Seneshareb's words of de- defiance against the living God. It is true Lord that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They are they were not gods at, at all. Only idols. See? There he goes to say, of course they can destroy those things because they weren't gods. They were just things that God humans made, idols like You know what I'm saying? So he goes on into detail and say he's, t- he's telling God so that's what do we do what do we have to do we have to go into detail and tell God what is happening to us that's that's what it was, that's what's happening here you have to go to the Lord's temple lay it down get the letter bring the letter bring bring the problem lay it go into detail and tell God everything who started it how did they say it where it began how it made you feel you know tell him God is our best friend that's what God wants talk to him lay it all down at me tell me what they did to you who started it what did they say what did they do lay it all out there okay and he says uh then he goes on to say because the king of Syria, he had destroyed all those other um uh, uh things made of like they were supposed to be the idols and you know, the gods it says and only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands now O lord your god our uh, it says now O Lord, our God rescue us from his power, then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, o Lord our God all right then Isaiah okay here goes Isaiah the prophet because you know God's gotta talk talk to you and God will talk to you if you go to him in prayer he will find a way to tell you he will find a way he will know he got see if you're a child of his he knows what's bothering you. He will find a way. You know what I'm saying? He will find a way. If you've been talking to God about this problem, if you've been praying to him, he will find a way, you know, to, to try to get talk to you, to let you know I, this is the answer, to give you some peace, to let you know, I've got this under, I got this under control. This is how I'm going to do. This is what I need you to do. He's going to give you an answer. Okay? You got questions, you, you, got, you got questions, he's going to give you an answer. You got a problem, he's going to give you a solution. Okay, so then uh, here in in verse 20, then Isaiah, son of Amos, and if you don't know where we're at, we're in chapter, chapter what? Chapter 19. All right, verse 20. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Here you go. God answered I've heard your prayer about King Sh- Sennacherib of Assyria. And the Lord has spoken his word against him. Against. Come on now. Against. This ain't uh, for. This is against. He trying to tell you what he's going to do to your enemies, to your foes, them people trying to hurt you, them people threatening you, Them people putting that fear in you. Them people doubting you. Not just you, but the God that you love, that you serve, saying not even his God or her God will save her from this, save him from this. Come on now, y'all. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. We're going to church, right? We're going to church. It's Sunday. Church. Church is every day, baby. All right. He says here. The virgin, it says, the virgin daughter of a Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in, de- in derision as you flee. Woman, have you been defying and ridiculing? Whom, whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Huh? Against whom did you raise your voice at? Who did you look with such haughty eyes? Mm-hmm. It was the holy one of Israel. Yep, that's got put them all in check. All them doubters, cause now you messing with him. See, he was messing with my child. I was the one angry father, but now you messing with him too, the father, father. Talking about doubting him, and where's your God at, and who where's oh, oh, it just got personal, real, real personal. You gotta read, you gotta see what's happening. It was the holy one of Israel. By your messengers, you have defied the Lord. You have you have said, With my many chariots, I have conquered the highest mountains. Yes, the remotest part peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest setters and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest corners and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot, I stopped all of the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago, I planned it. And now I'm making it happen. I plan for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of, tr- of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass and easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grass sprouting on a housetop scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well. Mm-hmm. That's God right there. But I know you well. I don't want to be a uh, God's enemy. Because God will read you your rights, baby. Yes, he will. <laughs> But I know you... That's verse 27. Read that. But I know you well. Where you stay. Okay? And when you come and go. Woo! If that didn't put no fear in you. mm, My love. He says, and when you come and go. He knows where you're going and coming and coming and going. Baby... Don't make enemies with the Lord. Please don't. Please don't. That's the worst thing anyone wants to do. Be enemies with the Lord. Oh, that is the most horrifying. I don't know what to say. It's just horrifying because um, I don't want to go off track. I'm going to stick to this. But there's so many others, you know, I can go in detail and tell you guys what he's done to his enemies. Mm, let's talk about Ahab. Oh, okay. Let's talk about Ahab. Uh, what it what it uh uh what is the king King Jehu? I don't know how you said it. I said that name right? King Jehu. Mhm. Killed all of God's enemies. Mhm. Read that. That's that. I encourage you to read that too. Oh yes, he took care of that. Oh yeah. So definitely don't want to be a An enemy to the Lord. If you don't know who King Jehu is, I encourage you very much, yes, read that. He did some amazing things there. Um, It was just, uh, I guess how you say it was on and popping. Yes, he did a lot of popping up there. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay, moving forward. It says, uh... I know the way you have raged against me and because of your raging against me and your arrogance which I have heard for myself I will put my hook in your nose ooh and my bit in your mouth I will make you return by the same road on which you came okay Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah Here is the proof that what I say is true This is Hezekiah telling him this is what the Lord said and this is the truth what I'm telling you this year you will eat only what grows up by itself, and the next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year you will plant crops and harvest them. You will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in and, and you who are left in Judah will have escaped the ravages of the siege. Will put roots down in your own soil and will grow up and flourish. Okay, flourish. For remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem. A group of survivors from Mount Zion, the passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies, will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. You know, the one that's been causing all this disturbances, okay? The one that's been causing you trouble, your enemies, whoever they may be, Okay? Whatever, if it's a a person, if it's a place or a thing, whatever it is that's causing you, your disturbances is causing you to be disturbed in your spirit, in your mind. Whatever is rising up against you, whatever is wishing destruction for you, whatever manifests hate for you, whatever has ill wishes of you or to you. These are the things. This is what God is telling you. This is what God, and you've been praying and talking to God. And you've been asking God, why are these things happening to me? Why are the, you know, these things have got you in terror. They've got you in fear. They've got you in a place of, of, of just desperation of, of, of hopelessness. No hope. You feel like you're just cornered. Okay. They got you by the throat up against the wall. Okay? They want to destroy you, knock you out, TKO, crush you to the ground. They want to see you uh, just on the floor. Okay, They don't want to see you rise. They want to see you fall. Okay, You got to understand. You got to see how God talks to you. You got to open your mind and, and receive when he's telling you something. The word, when you read, if you're looking for a problem, like if you have a problem and you need a, an answer, read, and God will tell you. God will tell you what he's going to do for you. God is going to tell you how he feels about you, how much he loves you, how much favor, how much mercy, how much grace, how much he loves you so much. That's why he's going to do everything. He's going to everything will be in your favor. You don't have to worry about these things rising up against you because he will destroy them for you. And you don't have to do nothing because everything you should have did, you already did. You came to him. And you prayed and you put it all on his feet. And you said and you cried and you wept like a baby. And God is a father. So he hears when his babies are crying to him and telling him, look what they're doing to me. Look what this situation is doing to me. Look what this person is doing. Look what these people. Look, father, look what they doing to me. Look how they have me. Why do they hurt me? And I don't, you know, I don't deserve this why do all these things happen and i'm not you know in a situation you know what i'm saying where i've just been coming to you i've been doing right i've been reading i've been wanting to stay i've been doing everything to be more of you and less of me more of your word than less of this world you see what i'm saying you gotta be right you can't just say oh okay well why did no picking on me no you gotta check yourself too you got to check self. See, as you start manifesting and growing in the world, you check yourself too. You can't just say, why, 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 and then you ain't never checked yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself. At this age, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Go check yourself. Go check yourself, okay? Go check yourself. Go fix. Go get all that. Come to God. God, correct me. God, fix me. And as that starts happening, that's the first step. Go you know. Go make right with God. Go get right with him. Go do right. Tell God to purge you. Get all whatever. For, ask for forgiveness. Repentance got to happen. That's what means go check yourself. Repent. Go ask for for whatever it is that you've done in your life. That's God, like, little by little. He's cleaning you out. He's cleaning you out. You know what I'm saying? And as he cleans you out, as he starts cleaning up all the mess in you and everything like that, that's when, okay, now you've been cleaning. You've been cleansed. Everything, God, is the cleaning, you know, is flowing. Every day you're growing, and God, you're getting closer to God. You're getting reading in the Word and stuff like that. Okay. Now, this is when you're going, every time you have a problem, every time think, cause it don't just mean, oh, you come to God and that's it. That means every time you come to God and you have all these problems that they will come and, but you're not going to react to it the same way that you could have, would have, should have liked back then. You're going to be in a different format. So now every time you're going to be like, God, you know, this is happening. And then, you know, come to prayer, come to prayer. This is how that happens. So you see what I'm saying? Come to prayer. You, but first, you know, it's a step. It's a step. Remember, I say you got to what? You got to repent, ask for forgiveness, check yourself or you wreck yourself. Come do that. Don't just be like, oh, well, you know, they're just picking on me. No, 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 no. Hold up. Have we changed our life? Have we done right? We got to look at self, evaluate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Discipline comes before destruction. You know what I'm saying? I mean, destruction comes before what? Discipline. You gotta discipline. You know what I'm saying. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but you know what I'm saying. You gotta discipline yourself. You gotta dis. I don't want to confuse anyone. So, but you know what I'm saying. Instruction comes before destruction. Okay. So you gotta be instructed to do right. Cause if you don't do right, you know what I'm saying. You're gonna destruct yourself. Destruct. Destroy. Don't do that. Instruct yourself. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself first, okay? If you don't discipline, uh, warning, that's what it was. Warning comes before destruction. That's what it is, warning. So what's the warning? Go check yourself. If you ain't discipline yourself, okay? If you ain't instructed yourself to discipline yourself, that's what's going to happen. That's what's gonna happen. You have to instruct yourself. Tell yourself, discipline. I must learn discipline. Let me go ahead and get rid of all this that I got going on. Come truthfully to the word of God. Come good, come with your whole heart. You know what I'm saying? Be be genuine. Don't come here faking the funk. Because God can read between the lines. God can read between the lines very well. Oh, yeah, he could read between the little very thin line. He could see what's really inside. If you really mean that, if if you just faking the funk. You just can't come to God when it's just, oh, all of a sudden an illness happened. Now you just come. Don't do that. Because if it wasn't for that illness, where would you be? Don't come to God talking about, I'm, I'm going to church on Sunday and then throughout the rest of the week. And after that, you want going to go turn up, go drink. Don't do that. That's playing with you becoming one of the foreigners. We talked about it in the last segment. You becoming one of the foreigners. Practicing, uh, you know, worshiping the God. But then in the in the privacy, you going to do worship worshiping of your idols. That's, that's like foreigners in the Israelites land. Don't be like them foreigners. They was taught how to worship God, but they, they still want to do things in, in the dark. Come on. And don't be like the Israelites, you know, stubborn as a mule. I don't even want to insult a mule like that. That's an insult to a mule. I'm I am i I I take that back. I know if it was speaking for a mule mule would be like, don't do that. we got sense enough to to hey know that our God no don't don't do that so I, I take that back I feel like I'm insulting a mule for saying that but then them Israelites were stubborn too trying to do what following other God's um and other God's ways and doing this and that they didn't have no business doing that that's just following monkey see, monkey do that's what that was. They had no business practicing none it. That. that was not, oh, well, my grand. So Don't do what your granddad, what your granddaddy, right? Then why are you doing it? If he was wrong, why would you want to be wrong too? Change. Break chains. Be the new. Come to the new era. Why would you want to stay doing wrong? Every child that comes born is a new generation. If your parents was wrong, change it. Don't mean just because they did it, you got to do it too. If your father was a child molester, you're going to be a child molester. No, that's not the way it works. Come on now. If your father or your mother was murdered, you're going to be a murder too. That's not the way it works, baby. Change. Change. Change for the good. Change for yourself. Change, if, change to get to heaven. We're all trying to get to heaven. We're not going to be here on this earth forever. Change to get to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Just because your parents is your parents don't mean they right. Just because your friends is with your friends 20, 30, 40 years ago. 20, 30, 40 years ago, you was a whole different person. You're not that person no more. You can't believe I can't. If you 20, 30, 40 years down the road, you're still doing the same thing. There's something wrong with you. If you was 10, 20 years ago in the club popping and this and that shaking, and you were 40, 50 years old now, and you still popping and shaking in the club, in the, you know, doing this, there's something wrong with you. You're not making, you're not progressing in the mental state of mind, in the spiritual, in the spiritual, like you're not growing. There's something really wrong with you because you're supposed to be elevating in life. If you come out the slums, you're not supposed to stay in the slums. You're supposed to come out. If you was in the slums, come out of the slums. And I mean in your mind, in your mind. I don't mean that metaphorically or like physically, but if you want to do that physically, come on, get up out. If God said, okay, I had you in the slums, but I'm going to take you to a whole new address, a better address in the suburb. Go ahead, do that. But I was talking in the mind, in the mind. You can't be, you know, stay in the slums all your life, baby. You got to come out. You got to come out. You can't stay, you know, Israelite minded all your life. You can't. You got to come be found, baby. Be found, please. We talked about that on the last segment. Ten lost tribes. Baby, ain't you tired of being lost? Ain't you tired of being lost? Come on. (sighs) Moving off track. Um, This year we will eat only what grows up by itself. Okay. So, and it says, uh, and next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year, you will plant crops and harvest them. You will tend vineyards and eat their fruits. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your own soil and will grow up and flourish for the remaining of my people will spread out from Jerusalem. A group of survivors from Mount Zion, the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies, and will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria: His armies will not enter Jerusalem; they will not even shoot an arrow at all. They will not march outside of its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return his own com- to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter this city, says the Lord, for my own honor. And for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. Defend now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God, Yahweh, Elohim, God of all creators, all creations, heavens and earth. Come on now. Let's keep on. That night, the angel of the Lord went on with the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then the king Shinarashib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went from he went home to his capital Nineveh and stayed there. One day while he was worshipping in the temple of his god, false god, Nisrach, his sons Idrameleh and Sherazel uh, killed him with their swords. Then they escaped to the land of Arant, and another son, Eshashadon, became the next king of Assyria. Baby. Now, didn't God say he was going to take care of what he was going to take care of? Exactly. Didn't he say, don't worry? Didn't he say, I'm going to kill him? Didn't he say, don't, never mind that? I got this. Mm. Okay. Yes, 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 Lord. Let me tell you something. When God is for you, who dare be against you? When God is for you, who dare be against you? That's a moment of praise because there's so many things rising up against you. So many things trying to hurt you. So many things trying to block your hopes. So many things trying to block your dreams. So many things trying to destroy your spirit. Trying to kill your soul. Trying to kill your mind. Trying to kill your smile. Let me tell you something. God loves you so much. He died for you. Okay? He died for you. He shed blood and tears for you. So that you can be a fruit. So that you can be a blessing. So that you can know that you are his beloved. He loves you with so much passion. If no one else in your life, in the life that you have, however old you are, young, old, middle age, whatever. If you've never experienced what passionate, passionate love is. I encourage you to know Jesus Christ. Yahweh. Get to know. Get to know. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Get to know Jesus Christ. Get to know Yahweh. Get to know our God. He loves you with so much passion. He will not let anything hurt you. Not nor sickness, not in life, not in death. Not anything can separate you from his love. Nothing. No one. Okay? Trust in God. Make God your refuge. Make God your everything in life. He is our everything. He is your everything. He loves you so much. He has a purpose for you in your life. He has a reason why you are the way you are, because you have been chosen. You have been chosen by him. Don't ask what you did to deserve to be chosen. Just be in admiration, just be in glorifying, just be in praise. Thank you for picking me. Thank you for choosing me, God, because if you wouldn't have chosen me, I wouldn't have been who I am right now. I wouldn't be able to detach from things that I see other people having a hard time detaching from. Call yourself. Consider yourself blessed. Consider yourself favored. Because you are. So many people struggle with so many things that you've been able to overcome. That you yourself has asked yourself, How? Even if you've been left alone. Even if you've been just just solo, just standing alone. Hey, guess what? You're alone for a reason because you're a leader. You're not a follower. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. You're alone because you're a leader. Leaders are always standing alone. Because leaders are always being led by the Holy Spirit, God. And when God leads you and he has his Holy Spirit and discernment, he has fire over you. He needs you alone to talk to him for him to talk to you. He needs you alone. Don't ever consider your place of loneliness, your place of uh, just, you know, hopelessness. That is the place that you that you hold sacred. I love my alone time because in my alone time, I find my Lord. I find my God. I hear his voice and he hears me. He hears my spirit. We fall in love with each other more and more. This is the alone time that God is asking. Fall in love with me. Fall in love with me as I'm in love with you. Spend that intimate time with him. Those intimate moments with him. That's what he wants. Alone time. Not that he wants you alone because you don't fit in. No. It's not because you don't fit in. Nobody wants you. You're the outcast. It's because God loves you so much. He doesn't want you for the world. The world is lost. Those children of the world. Are lost. Those lost Israelites are lost. Until they want to have that relationship. That, that intimate relationship. They want to be alone with God. They want to be found. That's when they'll say, I want to be found. Do you want to be found? Or do you want to be lost? That's the question. How much time? How much time? You know? How much time are you willing to take? To love God. To worship God. To spend time with him. How much time is it going to take before you decide, I don't want to be lost no more? How much time is it going to take for you to realize, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, the land of the unlucky. I'm the land of the blessed. Here I thought I was different, like, (laughs) different, like in a bad way. Here I find out. I'm different, but in a good way. Glory be to God. That's got to make you like, yeah, man, jump up and down. God is good. I hope it blessed you as it blessed me. I definitely encourage everyone, all of y'all to definitely see God, put him first in everything that we do. God is going to do some amazing things in our lives. Um, just let him lead you guide you in the right places whatever you must do to turn away believe me it's all worth it to have that peace to have that bond with Jesus Christ to have that it just it's all worth it it is all worth it trust him trust him trust him trust him all 100% trust him not 85 not 95 not 98 100% trust him he is our God, our everlasting Father. He will make things happen for you. Any mountain, anything that come and rises up against you, watch him destroy it. Watch him. Watch him. Even if it has to, so what? Let it go. But you have life. You have hope. You have trust. I'm going to tell you, he's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He will never abandon you. He's never going to leave you in the land of the desert just just to die. Even Hagar. You remember Hagar in the Bible She thought that she was in the desert land to die her and her son. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because even out of her son came greatness. God didn't leave her there. Let me tell you, all my brothers and sisters, Hagar, the Hagar spirits, all my Hagar's brothers, all my Hagar sisters, come on now. God has a purpose for us. God has a plan for us. God loves us. God loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. Mark my words. Never. Never. He would never leave you. He loves you so much. He'll go above and beyond for you. He went to the pits of hell for you. He shed blood and tears for you. He will never leave you. Never. Don't listen to the lies. Don't listen to those out there. Don't listen to the circumstances. Listen to his word. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love you. You belong to me. I am yours. And you are mine. He's telling you, I love you. Find him. Love him while there is still time. While you're still alive. None of it is going to matter when there's no life, when you're dead. Only when you are alive is when it matters. Only. This is your chance. (sighs) Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God Almighty. Thank you for blessing us today with this amazing word, with amazing just spirit. Let your Holy Spirit may have manifest, may have just spoken to someone, Lord Jesus. They had just spoken to someone to change their lives, to change them, Lord Jesus, to just give them hope, Lord. In your holy, blessed name we pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. God bless y'all. May God keep y'all. Again, I encourage you all to just stay reading the word. Stay trusting in God. He is your everything. He is our everything. After this world exists no more, he will still be remaining standing. God, Yahweh, Elohim, Jesus Christ. Holy, holy, holy is our God. Holy, holy, holy is our King, Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Till the next time, and bye.